0: Do you ever feel like you've lost your way, like you don't know where you're going, what you should be doing, or what your purpose should be? It's a real feeling, but you don't have to stay there. I'm Todd with Ready Your Future, and this is another Bible devotional with a preparedness application. We've been looking at the life of Abraham. Last time we left Abraham, he was called by God to go down to the land of Canaan and he was going to be given this land uh, to him, to his descendants. God was going to make him a, a great nation. Uh, there was going to, he was going to bless those who bless them and curse those who curse him. He was going to, uh, all these things, you know, great things were going to happen. That's where we left him. But then, you know, the Bible, sometimes when you turn the page, you can, uh, you know, it can be the next day. It can be a couple of days. It could be a couple of years. Sometimes it could be hundreds of years. Well, some time elapses between that time uh, in Genesis chapter 12, and there's a famine in the land. One of the crazy things about the patriarchs, when we look at Abraham, Isaac, and, and, and Jacob, is that all three of them Had famines during their lifetime, right? A lot of the times, it's it's a cycle, but it's a lot of the times too. Is like how they dealt with it, and God used those types of things to deal with them. It's 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 interesting because we're going to read here in just a minute in Genesis chapter twelve that Abraham went down to Egypt. When it happens in Isaac's life, Isaac moves to the Philistines, right? He moves to the Philistine area and it's still basically in the land of Canaan. And God tells him, do not go down to Egypt. So he moves from where he's at to, to the land of the Philistines. And God says, do not go down to Egypt. I will be there for you. I will, you know, I will watch you. And he gives them all that kind of stuff. Later on in Jacob's life, Jacob does go down or he sends his sons down to go down to Egypt. And that's where they meet, you know, they find Joseph and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's really interesting that they all have this, you know, this different play on it and God uses it in their relationship with him to, to, to deal with different things, to to bless them or to teach them a lesson. And so sometimes when we are in those times where we feel lost, it could be God is trying to help us to understand something. The feelings could very much be from ourselves. The feelings could very much be that, uh, you know, we're feeling this and maybe it's not even a necessary feeling, but God will use that to show himself to us in, in, in our relationship with Him. So let's go ahead and go to the Bible. We're going to be reading out of the new American standard. We're going to read Genesis chapter 12, uh, looking at verse 10, but then we're also going to go into chapter 13 because we, we get uh, the next piece of the puzzle there and it helps us to understand, uh, why, Uh, Abraham was lost and all that kind of stuff. So let's go ahead and jump into that. I'm going to go ahead and go there. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, starting with verse 10. So let's go ahead and read. Now there was a famine in the land. So Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. It came about when he came near to Egypt that he said to Sarai, his wife, See now, I know that you are a beautiful woman. And when the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. "'Please say that you are my sister that, "'so that it may go well with me because of you "'and that I may live on account of you.' "'It came about when Abram came into Egypt, "'the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. "'Pharaoh officials saw her and praised her to Pharaoh, "'and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. "'Therefore, he treated Abram well for her sake "'and gave him sheep and oxen and donkeys "'and male and female servants "'and female donkeys and camels.' But the Lord struck Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. Then Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister, so that I, so that I took her for my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they escorted him away with his wife and all that belonged to him. So Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev, Negev, he and his wife and all that belonged to him and lot with him. Now, Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. He went on his journeys from the Negev as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. And I'm kind of putting a little emphasis there because I'm going to come back to that. To the place of the altar, which he had made there formerly. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. All right, so let's go ahead and come back here and we'll talk a little bit about this. I think it's really interesting that they go down to Egypt and the the famine is very severe. So it's not a really easy one that you can kind of get through or whatever, but it's a very severe one. And because of this, Abram decides to take it upon himself to go down to Egypt. Now, I don't know what is going on in his mind. I think there might be, you know, Abram is probably dealing with with, uh, a lot here. And he really is feeling lost because God had just in the next, in the few verses before we read, I'd already told him, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you this land. It's going to be to your descendants. It's going to be all, all that stuff he had given them. And then it's like, all of a sudden he's like, okay, I'm not depending on God anymore. I'm going down to Egypt because the, the famine is so severe. My like, God, I mean, I, I moved all the way from you the Chaldeans to the land of Canaan because of you. And now it's like, here I am, you know, and, and there's this big famine and he's going down there. But Sarai, his wife, and at this point, their names are still Abram and Sarai. They're, God had not changed their names. He tells him like, hey, uh, you're beautiful. And when I get down there, I think Pharaoh is going to, you know, wind up killing me so that he could have you. Again, think about his mental well-being here. He wasn't in a good place because he's willing to give up his wife. He's willing to say, hey, this is, you know, say that you're my sister. Don't say that you're my wife. Well, it plays out exactly like he thought it would. the The Egyptians think that Sarai is very beautiful, and they wind up telling Pharaoh, and he brings her into his household. Later on, he gets upset. He says, "Why did you, you know, let me take her as my wife, your wife as my wife?" So think about this process here, because God had told Abram, "I'm going to make you into a great nation." Where's that great nation going to be coming from? it's going to be coming from moses right It's going to be, i mean sorry not moses Abram. it's going to be coming from him it's going to be coming from sarah his wife uh, and and his thought process here was was so messed up right now where he wasn't trusting in the lord he wasn't believing that the, that god would be able to to help him and, and to come through for him that he's taking it upon himself he feels so lost that he's willing to give up his wife and and see her i mean come on that they, he sees her being taken into Pharaoh's household. And you know, what's going to happen there. It's not going to be like, it's it's not going to be like, Hey, Pharaoh's just going to look at her like, Hey, you're a beautiful woman. I'm just looking at you. He's taking her into his house as a wife for, you know, to have relations with her. So that goes against what God wanted. God was like, no. Abram, I'm gonna give you, I mean, make you into a big nation. I'm gonna I'm gonna bless you through your wife. And what you're doing here can set the whole course of what I'm wanting to do, can mess that completely up. You know, sometimes when we feel lost, if we're not careful, if we're not going back to that place where you know God has us, is we can mess things up. A lot of the times we mess up, we mess up things on our own. Well, God reveals himself to Pharaoh in one way or the other. We don't know how that happens, but he realizes that Sarai is Abram's wife, right? Is really his sister, but also a half-sister, but a half-wife or a full-wife, right? And so um, he, he, he gets upset with him. He calls him in and he gives him the riot act. And then he escorts them out. Now think about this. It's like, hey, get your stuff, pack your bags, take your people, get out of here. And they escort him out of Egypt. It's like, you're not, you're not going to be allowed in here anymore. Imagine the shame and what that is. Like other people saying like, well, hey, what's going on with Abram's? Like he's being escorted out of Egypt. Like he can't even go on his own. He's like, he's being escorted to get out of here. Right. He's being forced out. So imagine his, his, that, that thought process and then that feeling lost and not knowing what he should be doing and where he should be going and, and his purpose and all those different kinds of things. To Abraham's credit, what he did was he goes, he goes back to where he worshiped the Lord before. And I think that's very important. We saw that in verse 3 and then uh, verse 4. He goes to the place right? right, Where, you know, between Bethel and I, where he worshiped the Lord, where he built the altar before and he calls on the name of the Lord. And I think that is the key to his credit. He's like, I need to go back to the place where I knew I had purpose. I need to go back to the place where the the, the last time that I knew that things were right and, and I felt like everything was right. And he goes back to this altar that he is he has built to worship the Lord, where the Lord re- revealed himself that in, that, in that big powerful way there in the land of Canaan. So for us as Christians, as, as Christian preppers, one of the things that we need to remember when we're feeling lost, you know, and that happens to the very best of us. When we're feeling lost or we don't have like we feel like we don't have purpose, uh, we feel like you know they're, they're, we don't know what we should be doing. We need to go back to that place we have that that ability to go to the lord and go to that place where we can worship him and we can seek him out we don't need to go find an altar but we need to we need to go to that prayer altar we need to go to the the to the word and we need to immerse ourselves back into the presence of god i mean the altar at bethel and i or in between bethel and i for abram was that place where he could go and, and be back into the presence of god because that's where god met him for us we're able to get into the presence of God, that God, what, what you know, I, I realize that I, I I feel like I don't have purpose. I feel like I'm not I don't I'm not sure what I need to be doing, but I know that you reveal that to me. I know that I can get that from you. And staying in that place until it becomes real, right? Staying in that place of prayer and staying in that place of you know being in the word, being with other Christians. You know, when, as God makes himself available to you and he reveals himself through the Holy Spirit. Now, what is the preparedness application? So again, for Christian preppers, I think that is a real, real thing that happens is that sometimes we lose our way and, and we start trying to figure out like, Hey, why did I get into preparedness? I know this happens to me quite often. You know, it's like, you know, why am I still doing this? Why am I making videos? Why am I doing a podcast? Why am I writing articles? And, you know, sometimes because it's a lot, you know, when you, when you're, when you're doing that, but I go back to is like, Hey God, I feel like God had led me into preparedness. It was a very real uh, call into preparedness. And so I can always go back to that and I'm like, oh yeah, that, that's it right there, you know? And so maybe I slow down or whatever it might be, but I know that there is a purpose behind what I'm doing. I'm not doing it to make money, I'm not doing it to, you know, to, to build fame or anything else like that. I know that, um, you know, the Lord has called me into this arena. And so that might be the thing for you is like, why are you, you might be disillusioned sometimes trying to figure out why am I still in preparedness? Why am I still doing this? Well, did the the Lord call you? And maybe the Lord did call you into preparedness and you just don't realize it. You didn't realize it at the time, but he was calling you in and saying, hey, I know better than you. I know what the future is like. I know what's happening. I know what's coming. And so, you know, I'm putting this in your heart and in your mind that you need to be better prepared. And and you're you're able to go from that, and so I think that is really important for a lot of believers uh, and those that are preppers. But then maybe you're not a, a Christian, uh, and and you're not coming from that point of view. This is important for everybody that is in preparedness. Is that we go back to. Our plans. Why am I prepping? You know, because you can. You know, when you first kick off in preparedness, you know, you got the EMPS, you got the, you got the, the bug out bags, you got the zombies. Oh my! You know, everything is so exciting, and you're researching, and you're doing things, and you're buying things, and you're, and you're testing things out, and you're, and you're learning, and you're doing all those kinds of things. But when you're in it for a little while, and I can, I mean, this is very, very true. I know that I've talked to other. Preppers that have said the same thing is after a while it's kind of like all right you know I uh, how much more can I get prepped how much more can I read about an EMP how much more can I you know read a a prepper fiction book about you know a collapse some way you know what's the other way that it can be written all these different things and you you start like okay what is what is the thing and you you in your mind you start thinking well maybe I don't need to be in preparedness anymore, where you go back to like, okay, why were you in preparedness? Because you know that there's craziness in this world. And maybe it's not that you, you need, you get out of preparedness because it makes a lot of sense. It's common sense, but you're able to realize it's like, okay, now I'm in a, a different mode. Now I don't have to, uh, you know, stay in this high gear preparedness where I'm learning and, and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm doing it 24 seven, but I'm topping off my preps and I'm doing an inventory and I'm going a little bit deeper. Maybe I'm just not, you know, uh, have a little a, a blackout uh, checklist and, and a, a blackout kit. Maybe I'm going a little bit deeper in, in how I can get into generators and, and things like that. But it goes back to your plans, right? So for the Christian prepper where we have our the, the Bible and prayer and going into the presence of God, Um, and Christian preppers, we have plans as well that you should have. Every prepper should have a plan, but for those who are not believers, you can always go back to your plan is the things that I'm doing, right? The things that I am doing for my preparedness, does it fit my plan? Because if you don't have a plan, then you're, you're buying gear, you're throwing stuff in, you know, junking into a closet and you're just accumulating stuff and you don't know what, why or what, where, and you don't even sometimes don't even know what, Uh, scenario you might be prepping for. So it's always important to go back to those plans and those plans will help us to readjust and to remember why we're doing what we're doing and give us that purpose again. Uh, Again, there might be times where uh, you can pull back a little bit. It's not as you're not spending so much time in it but let those plans dictate that to you. It's like, Hey, okay. I'm not, I'm not pushing right now to get to three months. I've got my three months or I've got my six months right now. I'm just like, you know, starting to, you know, build upon that, you know, take it to the next level, but it's got to be based on your plans. All right. So I hope this was a blessing for you. Uh, Let me, let me go ahead and pray with you here. Father, I pray for my preparedness, friends, and I thank you so much that uh, you you guide us and lead us and help us, Lord. For those who might be uh, feeling lost in, in their purpose, Lord, I pray that you would help reveal what their purpose is and what you have for them, Lord. I pray that they would get to that time where they you know get into the Word and they get into prayer, and through the Holy Spirit, you lead them and guide them into what needs to be done. And Lord, I just thank you for that, that you would help us. And and not only that, but you help us in our plans and you help us to realize that, um, you know, you've called us into this thing to help our families and to help other people. And we thank you for that. In Jesus name. Amen. Well, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with me on this devotional. I, I really, truly appreciate it. God bless you. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.